When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yo, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of Loud About Nothing. It's me, your boy, the hottest dude in the podcast game, Sebastian Canelli. And as always, per usual, we got the cute boy here himself, Robbie Boy. Robbie, say hello to beautiful people. Beautiful people, what's going on? Nothing much, Robbie. If you can't tell, we're going to do a little holiday talk today. We have our hats on. Yeah, we're back in the holiday spirit. We're back. We're back. Back in the holiday spirit. <laughs> um, yes, we are back in the holiday spirit, and uh, we are trying to enjoy some of this Christmas vibes, these holiday vibes, right? If people are feeling good about that, that's wonderful. If you're not, I get it. Um, but it's we're trying to talk about a little holiday stuff because how could we ignore it? We can't ignore it. You can't ignore it in New York City. It's it's everywhere you go. Busy sidewalks, city sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. It's not busy sidewalks, city sidewalks. <laughs> what is it, city sidewalks? You think they're rhyming, rhyming sidewalks with sidewalks? Busy, yeah, yeah, why not? Busy sidewalks. Isn't it city sidewalks? Is it? Uh, is it sidewalks rhymes with sidewalks? This is, we're going to talk about it's this. Christmas, Christmas gets time. away with murder. Christmas gets away with murder with the quality of Is that of Silver art. Bells, that song? Busy sidewalk, city sidewalk. It has to be. Dressed in hall. It has to be, right? I'm on airplane mode, so you have to All check. Right. Silver Bells. Yeah, that has to be one of the worst lyrics ever. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air is a feeling of Christmas. Children okay. laughing, people <laughs> passing, meeting smile after smile. And on every street corner you hear. Um, What a bad... Sidewalks with sidewalks, baby. <laughs> this is We're going to talk about this because I truly do think the barometer for Christmas, good Christmas art is on the ground. So let's make some. We're making Christmas art right I, now. I, I, I think that... Um, <laughs> we're artists. What... What we allow as Christmas art is low. Okay. So here's a question. Who sings that song? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. No one knows who sings any Christmas song. Is it Bing song. Crosby? It's Bing Crosby, first song. Dean Martin. Dean Martin. See, this is what yeah, I'm talking about. That's a popular guy. I, I, everyone knows Dean Martin. Oh, Bing Crosby also start, sang one of the originals. I don't you know who first You say his name ran. wrong every year. Bing? Bing? No, you say Cros, Cros, it's Crosby. Crosby? You say Crosby. I have an accent. From where? I don't know. I have an accent. Okay, well, his name is Crosby. Crosby. An accent doesn't apply to names. Yeah. Well, it does, of course. No, it doesn't. You An accent is words that you've been saying your whole life. Crosby. Crosby. Okay. Great. Um, here's the thing. There are so many Christmas songs 
that we listen to on the regular and just totally disregard who sings the song. That's true. I would say most Christmas songs, I couldn't tell you who sings them. It's not about the person who sings it. Then it's about the song. So I'll see. I play random remixes of like Christmas songs. I just see the song and I'm like, all right. I, and I look at the artist and I'm like, all right, we'll see how this goes. Exactly. It's mashup. It's random mashups. It, well, it's not. It, it's cl- for me. It's mashups are putting two songs. Together. All right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So it's not it's mashups. random assignments. We're just. I'm saying that you go on Spotify and you're just clicking a name you don't know, and yeah. you go, "I hope this is the version of Sleigh Ride that I like. Yeah. I hope this is the version of uh, um, Chestnuts Roast on an Open Fire that I like." No one knows Christmas songs, and we don't get to learn their names. These people. Yeah, but they make money on it. Most yes, but most of these. I'm just saying that this is the quality of art that we're consuming. Yeah, that we're not even aware of the people that we're consuming at Christmas. No, no, no. Not as I watched a movie the other day. I couldn't tell you a single actor in it, which is great. Which is you only have for Christmas movies. Yes. Um, but for me, I think that it's so funny. It's also the only time of year, Christmas and the holidays, that I will listen to a song. From the 1930s. Yeah, same. How often are you listening to Standing on the Corner, watching all the girls go by? That's Never. a 1930s song? That's a 1930s song. Okay. You, know, you know that song? <laughs> no. Standing on the corner, giving all the girls the eye. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what song you do know? What? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. For sure. Right? And I'll be listening to songs, pre-World War II songs yeah, for could- Christmas season. You could streamline yourself into the Hall of Fame with Christmas. It's, I tell you this, Will Farrell will be remembered for Elf. He will not be remembered for for anything else he did. Years from now, for sure, people will only know him as Buddy the Elf. They will have no idea that he said "Baby Jesus" in Talladega Nights. I I, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I remember Buddy the Elf though. Exactly. That's what he will go. If you do a good holiday song or holiday movie, movie you will be remembered for a hundred years. Yeah. Now you do the song of the year, you will be forgotten. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Eventually. You a hundred percent will. A hundred years, maybe fifty years. Your lifetime, you might be remembered, but two lifetimes from now, you won't be. You won't be. Mariah Carey will be the person that the musician that people know from our generation. Yeah. Because of her Christmas song. Yeah. She will be, it will not be, I'm so sorry, Taylor Swift. You did not, posi- you did not play the cards right. She has one, but it's not, it's just exactly. not that good. It's not that good. Christmas Tree Farm, I think it's called. Who needs that song? Yeah. That's not relatable. No. We don't need to hear that in uh, a Macy's. That's really where I've been hearing the most Christmas music is out and about. Like department stores. It's nice. It is nice. And it is funny because it's like, all right, people get annoyed apparently when you work in a place where they're like, all right, it's December 1st. Now we're just going to hear Christmas music. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, isn't November? You're just hearing top 40. You're yeah. just hearing a rotation of 40 songs no matter what. So it's just a new 40 songs. When I worked in Applebee's, they had a, a like a playlist that they would play. Yeah. And it was exhausting. Yeah. So and at least you're getting a new playlist for a month. That's what I'm saying. And at least Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And at least there's like some cheer and some holiday spirit around, you know? Yeah. And at least the songs are a good message most of the time. I can't really think of a Christmas song that has like a 
a big a negative message. No, maybe a little melancholy, but never. That's not negative. Super negative. I also think, yeah, I, I want to address melancholy in a little bit, okay? Because I think that is the ultimate emotion of Christmas. But I'll talk about okay. that in a second. Okay. Um, but I do think that it is this time of arts that we lower the bar. Christmas season is a time that we lower the bar for art and allow crap to seep into our eyes and our ears. The amount of crappy Christmas movies I will endure just because Santa Claus, they're not sure if he's real or not, is wonderful. I didn't see Parasite for, what, four years? And multiple people told me it's their favorite movie of all time. Yes. Candy Cane Lane drops on Hulu. I see it the day it drops. I don't. This is a you thing. I th <laughs> you I, don't. You don't want to see good movie. <laughs> I I think that more people. The bar is lower for people absorbing holiday movies. Yeah, I mean, I will watch Absolute Trash. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I want. I so want it's some, not just one, a me thing, then, right? Yeah, but you also not seeing Par Parasite. I would say is more of a you thing. I see. That's most an extreme. Os I've seen most Oscar movies, but I just missed that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just making a point. Yeah. Okay. That the bar for a holiday movie is very low. For sure. The acting, horrible. And there's something beautiful. Because I feel like I'm doing charity work when I watch a Hallmark movie. Because I'm giving... I, not only are they telling me the story of a dream, but I'm allowing a bad actor to live their dream. <laughs> a bad writer! Merry Christmas, writers! I almost feel like it's a Christmas gift to them. Yeah. That they get to make these movies. And they are even the good ones are bad, man. I haven't once one Christmas season I watched almost like two a night of Hallmark movies. I'll say this: a really bad corny Hallmark movie is better than uh than a good quality like Christmas Netflix movie now. Interesting. Just because if we're gonna go camp, let's go full freaking camp. Yeah. Let's go full. My father is dead, but he's a ghost, and he's helping me find love in this small town as I raise his Christmas tree farm and bring it back for the for the town. Yeah, I feel like the Netflix ones, they try to do, like, cute little jokes, and it misses the mark a little bit. They try to be, like, timely jokes. Yeah, they'll like die. they'll throw in a TikTok joke or something like that, and it's just like, we're not really doing that on the Hallmark Channel. Nope. They're we're not, not addressing social interested. media at all. No, we're not interested in the moment. We are interested in this corny Christmas story. Those Hallmark Channel movies are evergreen. Yeah. In the sense of the word that lasts forever and in the sense of the tree. Yeah, for sure. They are the most evergreen that there is because these movies can take place in any time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm. I also think some of my favorite movies are Christmas movies. I think Home Alone 2 is in my top five favorite movies of all time. And I think it stands up with real movies. Well, that is a real movie. It's hilarious. And I think it's a great movie. It's one of the best movies I think ever made. And that's Home Alone too. That's that's the great part about um, when you really hit it with the Christmas movie. Yeah. You know why? Because there's heart in those movies. There's heart in Christmas movies yes. automatically. Yes. And so now you just have to make a decent movie around that. Yes. And a lot of the time, these movies are all heart. And they just become cornball. Yeah, yeah. They're all heart bad acting. Which all is, heart bad acting. Which is such a funny combination. Yeah. <laughs> which is, Dad, I promise you this year, I will find someone to love when you're gone. <laughs> I will have someone. 
a family will go on without you. <laughs> like there'll be lines like that. I'll be like, I'm seven minutes in this movie. I don't even know the this woman's name. Yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Because yeah, these people really want to act, and they're given the green light to just go to fucking town on the emotion train. <laughs> this is it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um. I Rebecca, will... wait. <laughs> I've loved you since I was a boy bullying you. <laughs> Ever since I was a little kid, when I stuck gum in your hair, I really was taking a piece of my heart and putting it on you. Stay with me and my adopted children. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and I think that, and then these Netflix movies are coming out, and they know they have to have hearts, but they're like, nah, let's make jokes about how hearts corny. Yeah. We can't do that either. No. And Home Alone is a great example of hearts and... Hilarious. It's physical comedy, which is timeless. There's no jokes of like, there's nothing about the 90s that is really making you laugh. It's just like Joe Pesci getting his face blown off. Sure. Um, Fire, your your head's on fire? Hilarious. Fire's never going to go out of style. (laughs) That that joke would crush with cave people. (laughs) Ten bricks to the face (laughs) from a three-story brownstone is hilarious. But the first movie I ever cried to... And for a long time, the only movie until I saw Coco that I ever cried to was Christmas Shoes. Have you seen this movie? No, please describe. It's do you know the song? About said I'm gonna buy these shoes for my mom. Let me find the lyrics. It's about like a kid who's gonna die. Okay. Yeah, just tell me. Wait, I want you to tell me your description without reading it. Rob, I forget please. it. I forget no, it. No, please put it down. Put I the phone down. I forget it. I know Give me there's the description. A... Give me the description. Somebody needs to buy shoes. Okay. Somebody's gonna die. And there's a, a dramatic scene at the end where shoes are being bought in a store. And some there's a, there's the, the weight of a, a child maybe dying. Or maybe the, the child is buying. I forget. I forget. I haven't listened to the song in a long time. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie in a long time. But I watched this movie and I was sobbing. And I, I bet you I go back. I think it's a Hallmark movie. And I bet you if I go back, I'm like, it would be painfully corny and exactly what you're describing. But myself but you, in in high school, okay. uncontrollably crying. I will tell you this. Rob Lowe is in it. Oh, yeah. Rob Lowe's in it. Rob Lowe's Rob in Lowe's it. Rob Lowe's in it. Is it a Hallmark movie? Um, I don't know if it's a Hallmark movie, but there's one quote on the cover. It's always <laughs> bad when there's one quote on the cover of a movie. And it says, the Christmas shoes finds humor in an emotional story. <laughs> it's the song. It's basically It's inspired the, by a song. It's the Do you know the Christmas shoes song? No. Oh, it's the saddest Christmas song. Wow. Let me see, Let's put, see let the me. let's see the plot of this. Ready? I'll tell you what the plot is. The film has several intertwined plots uh, links. Workaholic lawyer Robert Lawton and the impact of his job on his marriage to Kate and his relationship with his daughter Lily. Maggie Andrews her term her terminal illness, her husband Jack and young son Nathan, and Robert's mother Ellen, and her friendly neighbor Dalton, a teacher at Nathan and Lily's school. Wow. Thanks a lot, Wikipedia. You failed us again. You just listed names of people. Oh, it's a Christian it, It's a Christian rock song. <laughs> so this is why I don't know it. This is why you don't know. This girl I knew and was a big into Christian rock, and she probably put me on to this movie in high school. To yeah, do- I watched a Christian song. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, something about Jesus. 
But anyways, I fucking watch this movie and it's sad. Somebody's about to die and they're buying shoes and it's a whole fucking thing. And I'm crying. It's a stupid movie. But, but I bet you I rewatch it. I'll be like, this is painfully awkward, corny. But that's good. You call it at the right time of your life. Yeah, exactly. My mom, in my teens. My mom's at the point where she'll sit in her room and she'll sit with her iPad and she'll watch the Hallmark movies and cry. Really? She's at the point where she's... She can allow them to take her over? She's listening because... She'll watch ones about like families, like because they're all about families dying. Yeah, all these Hallmark <laughs> movies are about someone's dying. Yeah, but the love will still go on. And then at the end, you you see like a star sparkle in the sky, and they go, "Mom, I love you." <laughs> right, the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, yes, the spirit of Christmas is that mom My could die and mother. we still love her. Right, <laughs> for some reason, that's the spirit of Christmas in half these movies. <laughs> It's just the bar for a good Christmas movie is on the ground. Yeah, I don't disagree. And I think that I think that that's how good Christmas is. It's only a testament to how good Christmas is for how low we, the bar is for the quality of art that we're consuming around it. I love The Grinch. The Grinch is probably in my top 10 favorite movies. Two of your top Ten favorite movies or Christmas movies? Yeah, they're good. I think they're no, when they're I, good, I'm they're great. Say, I'm not saying. I'm just like when they're good, baffled. they're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just baffled. as a kid, I would say that list would be five out of my top ten. I could sit there and watch the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer a hundred times. You said before this podcast, you go, ah, I'm an Oscar boy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. That's now, what it reminds me so of. So now you're an Oscar boy. You're an Oscar boy now, but you're saying ten out of. A ten, two, no, two as a child, ten. as a child. No, right now, you right said now, two currently, out of the top ten. two out of the top ten. Yeah, two out of the top ten. Yeah. What's number one? My favorite movie of all time. I don't know. Toy Story. I don't know. I really like Swingers. I could watch that a bunch of times. You just saw it recently. No, I've I just saw oh, it again okay. recently. Oh, okay. I've w- rewatched it like a bunch of times. I like the Toy Story Swingers movies. Swingers is your favorite movie. No, I don't know. How I'm just have, saying top ten. You're gonna do Swingers? Home Alone two might be my Swingers, favorite movie. Swingers then Home Alone two. What Home are we Alone talking? two might be my favorite What's movie. What's next? Betty takes Dallas. Like, <laughs> what is this range that we're doing, Robbie? I like the Toy Story trio. I like Coco. Okay. I like Toy- Home Alone two. I Great. like How Final- the Grinch Stole Christmas. Finally, the first, the the only non animated movie. <laughs> Top movie, it's literally Home Alone 2 so far. Yeah, yeah. So um, all animated, Home Alone 2, and then the movie Swingers. Swingers. I like a lot. I like Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey. I don't know. I have to think about this. I can't believe I see a lot of movies. I'm on Letterboxd now. Follow me on Letterboxd. There we go. Nice plug. Uh, I see a lot of movies that I like. I don't know. Talk into the microphone. <laughs> Let me look at my thing. I don't know. What's your favorite movie? I mean, I would say The Godfather back that's in the day. That's connected to nostalgia. Yes, 100%. So that's mine. Mine are connected to nostalgia, too. No, I know. I, I just It's just interesting. It, it's it's just very telling that you're saying that most of your favorite movies are either Christmas movies or cartoons. I'm a fucking child. I, I know. know I just want to be clear. Like, this is what's <laughs> happening. And you're over here. And Let me I say. Just, I'll be looking at my I'm list. I'm only bringing this up because before the podcast, you were lecturing me about how important Oscar movies no, are. No, I was not lecturing. I was in the kitchen. This kid's lecturing me about no, how I I'm have saying, to see this Oscar is my, movies. This is, my se- this is the season to go see them. You go, every year, this is the time I go see all the Oscar movies. I go, what's your favorite movie? He goes, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Toy Story 4. <laughs> Like, this is unbelievable, Robbie. It is a little. I liked Parasite a lot. Parasite, five stars. Parasite's in my top ten, for sure. 
Coco. You are unbelievable. Get Out. Get Out is great. Okay. <laughs> Get Out top 10. Did you Google appropriate answers? No, for... I'm doing Swingers. I gave five stars. Appropriate too. answers for uh, top movies to enjoy. <laughs> swingers, I gave five stars. Which too. is a wild. I mean, it's a good movie. But I love like, it. That's like saying the big comfy chair is your favorite movie. I don't know. It's an indie movie. It's funny. They say the word baby about 500 times. It's funny to me. You're so money, baby. I could. It's just. I don't know. Okay. What is your? What? what, what yeah. Parasite. Get Out. Swingers. Toy Story. Home Alone Two. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Coco. The Toy Story trilogy. That's around my top ten. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. I should rewatch Goodfellas. People are saying Goodfellas is a Christmas movie. I don't agree at all. Okay. I think that. If Christmas is in the movie, that does not make it a Christmas movie. Why not? Because that's just a plot point. A Christmas movie is about finding that the love that you give is what's important. Okay. You want it to be about Christmas. Christmas needs to be one of the main characters. Yes. Okay. It, it can't, can't just be happening in the backdrop. It can't just be that it's happening at Christmas because that will ignite uh, the, the action more. I I looked up top Christmas movies. Okay. It's offensive. Gremlins was number three. I, I've never seen Gremlins. I But it's not a Christmas it movie. It doesn't take place at Christmas time. Yeah, it takes place. There's Christmas parts of it. You need someone to be affected by the spirit of Christmas exactly. in order for you to consider it a Christmas movie? Yes. I need, I need Christmas to change a character. Okay. I need Christmas to literally affect a character and invoke change in them throughout a story. Okay. It can't just be there's lights at the bar and the tree. Nah. It can't be, oh, when someone goes to attack you, you pick up a Christmas tree and you hit him in the face. Okay. Just because it's there because it's around the holiday season. And you – so Die Hard, I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm not a – I've never seen Die Hard either. Oh, really? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> cool. Just out of Next spite. Next topic. <laughs> just out of spite. Yeah. You know what? I, I love not seeing movies out of spite. Really? Oh, God. It's so... Imagine- you do. All right. At least he's admitting it. Oh, I do. <laughs> he I didn't do. see Parasite for four years because it slipped. <laughs> no, I always wanted to watch Parasite. Okay, you did. It that was a movie That I wasn't out of spite? No, but like a movie like Die Hard, I don't watch out of spite. Okay. Just because people put it on their Christmas list. And you could already sniff out that it's not a Christmas movie? I, I know. Yeah. I know. I'll watch Con Air 15 times before I touch Die Hard. All right. I'd watch Con Air and then Frosty the Snowman back to back if I want to watch a Christmas movie. <laughs> Frosty the Snowman is incredible. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I'd rather keep them separate than put them, to, like, yes. say it's a combo. Uh, to watch a movie, for a person you don't like, to bring up a movie they love, and you go, ah, I never saw it. And they go, you should watch it. And to look them in their eyes and go like this, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it you just hold, ends the combo. No, but you <laughs> it hold, ends the combo. You hold so little power over people. Like, like that's just a way to be like, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Ooh, I'm good. You know what I'm gonna watch? The Even Stevens Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's great. Oh, Even Stevens? The Drake and Josh. I mean, Drake's a little wild now, but I loved the Drake and Josh Christmas special. Me and my friend would watch it every year. I think we're allowed to watch Drake and Josh Christmas. Of course, episode. of course, of course. <laughs> I think. I mean, I don't know. I think we're allowed to watch. Yeah, um, yeah. But I love that. I watched what's it called last year? Elmo when Elmo wanted to be Christmas every day. Have you seen that? 
Classic story. Yeah. Class. And One of my favorite Christmas movies. Here's the thing about Christmas stories. You just kind of change the setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You change who this main character is. Yeah, you just need somebody to be affected by Christmas. Oh, it, it's already there for you. And, everyone, and you build around it. And people are affected by Christmas. Yeah. It's inevitable. Well, because it's family. And family is one of the most triggering things in this world. Yeah. By far. For sure. By far. You, it's... It's family's family. Trigger. It's nostalgia. It's it's you having to come to terms with reflecting on the year, the innocence, the yeah. loss of innocence. That was one of the hardest things for me. Getting older was, as we talked about before, the first year that I wasn't excited for Christmas hurt me so bad. Yeah, just because the the joy of. The first time I wanted to sleep more than get up and open my gifts, my parents, my, I it hurt me, but it must have killed my parents. You wanted to sleep more. Yeah. Interesting. That I was know. just like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm not. I don't need to run to. I don't know to to open my gifts. When was that? High school. Yeah. I was still excited in high school. I would say. I think I I lost some. I lost that. I remember the first couple of years of that. Being like, oof, one Christmas. I'm sure that did kill your parents. That's tough. That is tough. I was thinking about this a lot. Like, um, the best gift that I could give to my parents is acting <laughs> is acting like a child for Christmas. Is <laughs> being excited. Not in the bad, just to be whimsical. To be uh, have wonderment and, and innocence in my eyes okay. is the best gift I could give my parents for Christmas. Yeah. Because that's all they want. And because they want parents who, and I'm lucky enough to have caring parents, right, in that way, who are able to give to me. They want to just see that pure joy and excitement that I had as a child. Yes. So that's the gift I'm going to try to give my parents this year. To be excited for Christmas. To be excited for Christmas. And I'll tell you what. What? Not really. But that's a gift I'm going to give them. Okay, that's nice. I think that's a real gift. Yeah. I think that that's as, like, what can I buy my parents? I don't know, something that they might enjoy. What can I really give them is to be innocent and have joy around the holidays with them. I think you're right. I think that's the best thing that us adults. I don't know if that's true for everybody. No, I don't think so. Not true for everyone. For specifically you, I think you're right. For me, yes. Yeah, well, I think about my experiences. Yeah, for you know? sure, for sure. Um, and I think that that is something that I should give to them. That's good. I think you should too. You usually do. Yeah, there's been years. I mean, I guess since I've we've done the podcast, you've at least been excited for Christmas. Yeah. I guess it was you didn't you weren't able to have it because it was like COVID. About? It was COVID, but then when you had it last year, I think you were very excited last year for Christmas. Oh yeah, because I missed the year. Yeah. So as you know me, I've hit two out of three Christmases. Yes. Not too good. Stats are pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I want to talk about like going home and being with family at, around the holidays. And It's interesting. Um, a lot of people that live in New York are not from here. So when they go home for it, it's like a 10-day or a 7-day holiday experience. Whereas you and I, it's one day. I mean, you'll do two or three days. I do three days. Three days. My parents forced that. Yes. Because we, because everyone else goes home for a week, you know. Yes. And, and like, they're like, "We got to give me three days." Yeah. 
No, I don't. I'll probably sleep at my parents' house on Christmas Eve, and that's it. There's nothing that makes me feel less successful as a person than sleeping, sleeping there at, at Christmas Eve. House Christmas Eve. I feel like the ultimate baby yeah. sleeping at my parents' house at Christmas Eve. It, it's a really. It's I a, mean, what it, we all do. Me and my brother and my sister all do. But that's also. It's a hurdle. It is what it is. It's a real hurdle for me to like sleep there and, and like enjoy that like cozy sleep. I'm sleeping on a twin bed. I'm sleeping on a twin bed too. Tw- to sleep on a twin bed and then have to wake up and 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 show joy as my mom yells at me that I need to cut salami is a hard task. Yeah. The amount I've been screamed at because I haven't been cutting the salami fast enough is wild. Have I cut my finger on Christmas Day? You better believe it. <laughs> I don't that's you guys host it too. Yeah. Now we go we immediately wake up and go somewhere else. That's nice. We wake up early, go somewhere else. Um but, well, I think for Christmas, as because I've been with a partner for Christmas, and like experienced that side of Christmas, and I've now I'm now single and experienced Christmas, right? Correct. And I think that for parents, if you are single, no matter what age, at Christmas you are a child. Yes. If you have a partner during Christmas, you are an adult. If you have a partner and a child, they have a child's for Christmas. That is the rules for grand for parents and grandparents uh, for Christmas. Yes. That's it. So I'm so I see it with my sister who has a child. So she's not it's not like we're doing this for you. My parents look past her to the grandchild. For me, they look at me as the child. So they look at every parent yeah, and right. group that comes here, who's the child in the situation? As soon as my first cousin started having kids, they didn't have to be the kids anymore. Yep. Kids picture, they don't have to do it. They have kids. Yep. They have a fill-in. You are single. You are a child at Christmas. Yeah. Which is a very hard pill to swallow. I would also go as far as saying, if I had a partner and still no health insurance, it it would not. I would still be a child. I need health insurance and a partner. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What? As a partner, if... Your parents give you leeway that you that you have to help prioritize someone else as well. Yeah, I would serious partner, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if they're coming to Christmas, I hope they're serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are we talking? You're bringing casual partners to Christmas? No, no. I mean, yeah, I guess. But there's people I would date that wouldn't come to Christmas. But that's. But I'm saying if they're at. If Christmas. they're at Christmas, okay. If they're at Christmas with you, then you, your priority is like that. Yes. So they look at you as like, oh, you have a scapegoat for everything. Yes. Every- they also can't embarrass you. They Because then it would be like, you embarrass me in front of my partner. I'm not coming here next year. I'll go with their family. Yes. So they're, they have to be on oh, better behavior. That's such a good call, Robbie. They know when you have a partner, those parents know going to their house was the choice. Yes. That you now have options. Yes. As a single person, I don't have options. No, you have no What's my option? Sitting at home? (laughs) My parents know I'm fucked. I got to go to their house no matter what. Like extravagant vacation. Be like, oh, I went on vacation. It's cheap. But that's wild. I would not be allowed. You would not be. That would would not be accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the partner, they know me going to their house. Was a choice. Was a choice. And it doesn't have to happen every year. No. Ooh, that's such a good, right? Like, Yes, they have to be on best behavior. They have to. And, and when you're a single adult, they get to treat you like a little baby. Yes. 
the amounts of yelling that happens on Christmas in an Italian family might be <laughs> record breaking. The amount of for sure f words, screaming, lying about when the company's going to be there, yelling that someone is picking at the food before people are able to look at the food and present it. There's an intense amount of pressure that's boiling in an Italian family when it's Christmas. Yes, for sure. And it's Which not starts. I would say the twenty third. Oh, starts the twenty third. Well, the, that level of heightened. I yes. mean, it's for a month. It's yes, it is. It's boiling. Yes, that is that is boiling points. It is the most aggressive part of Christmas. And it's funny to me because I always associate Christmas with screaming, screaming over brie and folding chairs, then to hugging, saying "I love you, thank you." Yeah. The, the I would say by Christmas you're it's I don't you're into it already. The tux- it's Christmas Eve. The morning of Christmas Eve is when the yelling starts. Oh, so by Christmas morning, you already got the present. That's like almost you're over the hill, I would say. Well, we Once have the people on Christmas morning. So we unpack the presents as a kid, and then my mom would be like, they're going to be here, and would start screaming. Okay. As soon as all the presents were unpacked, all the kindness was gone. Uh, so it was a reset. It was a reset. But to then the Christmas Eve again. morning, you're also screaming. Because Christmas Eve, I think, is also the bigger, more intense food night. Also screaming. Yeah. We're screaming across the board. Yeah. So you get just a quick reset on Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas in, in those in an Italian family like that is a toxic relationship. Yeah. I mean, you should it's, watch the show. It's the one it episode goes, of the show that I keep telling you to watch. Nah, I'm good. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'll, all about screaming on Christmas. I'll, I know. I know. Um, it goes like this. It goes, how could you fucking not get the folded chairs are gonna be here in 10 minutes what the fuck are you doing Sebastian that's so beautiful you're home for the holidays <laughs> you're my baby I, I look at you and I see see my little boy that's what it is that's yeah my mom has calmed down a little bit that's the true but Christmas. it used to really be that uh, I think she's kind of realizing that we're all adults now yeah and that we don't accept that level of screaming over the smallest thing. You know what my mom does, which is funny? She apologizes now, but doesn't like... She apo- I, My mom gives the most... <laughs> she gives the most empty apologies about shit like that. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny. I'll be like, I'm like, Mom, you can't yell at me like that. She goes, I know, I know. Come here, I'm your mother. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so not an apology. Not an apology. She knows she's acknowledging she shouldn't. She's like, my mother is aware of her faults and not will, and not open to change. Okay. That's just this place to be in. That's just the place. She's going to scream around the holidays. Yeah. Um, And so I'm single around the holidays. And one part that – one thing I miss doing, and I'm sure that I know you've ta- I've talked to you, is like that idea of like um, buying people gifts. Yes. I think that – I didn't realize till an adult that was the most fun I ever had was like planning gifts. It is fun. Even think about the Scholastic Book Fair. When oh, you get, you know, I loved the Scholastic Book Fair. This is why I bring it up for you, babe. <laughs> you know, I loved 
four different erasers. <laughs> See, oh God, you know. to buy an eraser for every single member of your family. 100%. You go, my sister likes this. My dad likes my dad likes rulers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's at the Scholastic Book Fair. You were guaranteed to go home with some sort of mini toolbox or like su uh, uh, suspenders with measuring tape on it for, for your father, because that's what dads like. I was like, wait, my dad was an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting him like protractors so he can cut angles at the Scholastic Book Fair. A hundred percent. And oh god, to and to look and find a book that you think they all would like. That's when I should have realized the joys of giving. Yes. The Scholastic Book Fair taught us the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, it did, and I I loved it. And our I'm trying to think of some good gifts. You could also get like gift gifts there, not just books. Oh. They would have like cute little games or something or like a little gadget. And they were cheap. Yeah, cheap gadgets. Cause you would go with 20 bucks and get for the whole fam. For the whole, that's where I did my Christmas shopping. Yeah, when you're exactly in elementary school. Some people had Amazon. I had the Scholastic book. A hundred percent. And same. that's where I would go. And now here's the thing. Would I spend $5 on the family and 15 on me? You better believe it. <laughs> okay. Here's the budget for Scholastic book fair. $5 family gifts. Okay. $5 treats in the moment. Okay. <laughs> because you know someone be doing Hershey Kiss peanut butter things or some brownies at on the, the side. At the Scholastic Book Fair? Yeah, there was some food stations. Yeah. And then $10, stuff I wanted. Yeah. And you know what? It's like one of the best days of the year. We would do two days twice a year. Twice a year? Yeah. One, I think one winter, one spring. Oh, good for you. Yeah. We only did for the winter before the holidays. You got one Scholastic Book Fair a year? One Scholastic. I can only imagine how fun it was then. It was, I, you could smell it in the air. You could smell I would probably get more than 20. I would probably get a lot of money then. Really? Yeah, because I would buy a gift. I would, I was, we were a big books family. We would buy a lot of books. Yeah. My I mom guess. would want me to have books. My parents were teachers, so they would get books uh, other ways. They would ways. get books other ways, yeah. Yeah, they weren't, um. I think my mom could go to Barnes and Nobles and get like there was a major discount for oh, teachers you're at Barnes, right. Barnes and Nobles. Like, yeah, and also they could order from the magazines themselves. You know, yeah. for the Scholastic Book Fair, it was about me like getting for other people, getting for other people. My mom would check, and I would be so excited to go home to show her the stuff I bought. Of course, and this was just you'd have to wrap it. The worst. I yeah. have to say this. I'm still not a rapper. No, same. I'm still. I think that either either you know how to rap or you just submit yourself to a bag. Yeah. Like these people that are out here with these janky ass raps jobs, like let's just get some gift bags. Yeah. I know it's not as fun to open. When do you throw in the towel? When do you throw in the towel? 30 years old? I, definitely. You give up? <laughs> if you can't fold the corner, here's a good test. You know how you know you're good at rapping? If you're able to take the scissor and not cut, but go. I try to do that. And just slide it along. Those people are rapping pros. Yes. My mom knows how to take the ribbon and like rip it so it twirls. Yeah, that's the same. That's like a skill. Women are so good at like my mom. Like was just, I guess it's like we're just not choosing to learn it, right? I, at, at a certain point, like we're just assholes that choose not to learn how to rap. I've tried. I know, but and I'm bad. We, me, me and Sebastian last year did a game for a show we did where we wrapped like a present, then wrapped another present, 
inside of that. And then and the we, third we one, <laughs> it took us fucking two hours. We were sweating over and here. It was bad. We're going three trips to the bodega to get different tape. We the tape kept breaking. We couldn't do it. <laughs> it was bad. It was embarrassing. But yet every mother has learned how to rap. Gifts. They could have done that in twenty minutes. It took us two hours. They're like, and we needed so much tape. <laughs> It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, we did bad. Very bad. I know. So I think that, like, you just have to be at a point where you swallow your pride and you buy a gift back. Yeah. And I'm at that point. I'll I want, I prefer a present that's wrapped, of course. What's more satisfying? Who doesn't? Yeah. Everyone wants to eat in the restaurant. No one wants to get to go. Yeah, this, it's the to go of it <laughs> is gift giving. It's the to go. You get it. It's kind of cold. You open it. You go. I see what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not that same joy of the rip and the papers everywhere. Yeah. It's presentation. And you stick a bunch of tissue paper in there. Maybe I try to get better. You know what's funny? What? No one ever brings up environmental shit when it comes to Christmas time about paper and like for are they some, trying to make it more eco-friendly I've, I, is there eco recycled paper and stuff i haven't even heard any of it have you no the, every all year long we're told about the straws i'm sucking paper straws we're told we can't we can't like uh um use reusable bags and stuff like that christmas time comes around they're like fuck it let's just wrap everything in trees Dave, you trying to make a Grinch point right now? Uh, no, I'm just acknowledging. Down with the Christmas wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Uh, Sebastian's starting a new facet of the war on Christmas. <laughs> it's it is this idea of like where does well, is global warming not happening because it's the Christmas season? No, I guess that's what it's happening. Santa is off shooting it at the North Pole. He's, He's doing it. He's at the source. <laughs> if it's if it's melting too much there, maybe he stops with the wrapping. Wow. You think there's ever going to be a book about Santa Santa's Santa's house is melting from from fossil fuels? <laughs> I'm sure we're not far from oh, it. Oh no, no, it <laughs> seems that the reindeer are swimming. Our temperature has gone up 4 degrees. <laughs> I can't I'm sure it. we're not far from I, that. I can't do this joke. I sound too much like a um like a troll like being like, "Yeah, we can't even have Christmas anymore." <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I want to be like. Um, yeah, but I was thinking about because I have to wrap my gifts, so I'll just do bags. That's nice. But the joy of giving. So, and I we've talked about like when I had a oh, someone I was dating and stuff to get them a, a gift that you like think about all year feels so good. Yeah. To open and to see them like experience that joy and that's something I truly miss around Christmas time. You like gift giving. Would you say it's one of your... I don't really believe in the love languages like that. But if, if you were, if we were to play their game, where does it rank on your love languages? To play the, this loser yeah, game of love. Play this lo but I know, I think the I love languages... Not only do I not believe in the love languages, no, I, believe I don't in love. believe in love itself. I believe in love. I believe in love. How is there going to be a language for a thing that don't even freaking exist? No, I believe in love. I no, just, Robbie, I'm on the same page as they you. They pigeonhole it and it just yeah, like... How dare they pigeonhole that emotion of love? I don't know. I'm not a fan of the love language talk. But what what do you consider gift giving high on your ways of showing love? Yeah, I think that uh, acts of service. Okay, I it think falls in the same. I think that men enjoy acts of service. Okay, I think that that's how uh, I think most men show love is like I could do something. I'm valuable. I could do something for you. 
Interesting. And I think at Christmas time, an act of service is like being thoughtful with gifts. Yeah. Um. And uh, so you like that? I would love to take my time and like really put care into gifts. And now, even with my parents, I have I struggle like putting. There's a part of me that was like dis like I lost a little bit with that, you know. Yeah. Even them, I'm getting the, I'm getting my mom a salad bowl, you know, with some other crap. Cause you, yeah, I don't know how thoughtful you need to be with your parents. It would almost be creepy if, if like, I was like super thoughtful. Yeah. If you're like very thought, like unless like your parents are like like have always wanted something and now you could finally give it to them, you know. It's like my son is more fucking romantic than you. Yeah. <laughs> Why is my son getting me more? I don't. Yeah, it's wild. We don't need. We don't need a. My mother doesn't need that from my no, mother. No, that's not need, what your role is. If I wrote my mother a beautiful card and was like, "You mean the world to my mom?" Was like, what's the matter? Yeah. My mom will hit me with a "What's the matter?" Yes, because my role is to. Also, you can only do that so many times. Yeah. Unless they want it every year. My dad writes my mom a card every year. That's nice. But that's, that's different. different. Yes. He should. Yes. He should. Um, that's nice because she could go back and read every year. My mother's never written my dad a card. Never written your dad a card. This is how what I how I learned love. Interesting. The man gives and the woman receives. <laughs> That's what I learned love is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to speak on this. What am I supposed to say? What do you speak on my parents' love? That's I don't want <laughs> speak on my parents' love right now, Robbie. The man gives and the woman receives is the love I learned. I, your parents are awesome. He squirms in the chair, looking desperately for more liquid in his cup. Please get me out of this. Tell me. Let me call my mother, and you tell tell her what you think about their love. All right, let's do it. No. <laughs> um, but, like, you, that thoughtfulness, that, like, spirit of caring is something that I miss. And as you, as, as you know, okay. I, I've, I, I've been Googling. Okay, what have you been Googling? Uh, being single around the holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sebastian's been Googling being single around the holidays. And here's the thing. I've been Googling a lot. For of the people. show. For the show. <laughs> it's for the show. Here's the thing. I said that before. <laughs> I said it was for the show when it was just the two of us he talking. Go, he goes, oh, yeah, I found this list about being single around the holidays. And I'm like, what are you just Googling how to be single around the holidays? Which I guess, some, I Google shit like that all the time. Well, how to get over somebody? Why am I sad? You know when you you know when things are bad. I've done that before. When things are really low, what you know what you do? What you go to a wiki how? Yeah. What if you're if you're on wiki how? Yeah. You you are you about are about emotional bottom. stuff. You are rock bottom. You if know you are times? on wiki how looking up how to feel feelings in a certain way. Yeah. Two and years not over my ex. Oh, why why am I still not over my ex girlfriend? To hit a wiki how of yeah. how to get over someone. Oh, that's a low I wish upon no one. Especially I've been there. Oh God! To go back to be like six months later, I'm on the same wiki how. Yes, like they updated. Like I've seen it. <laughs> Ten times at this point. Like there's gonna be a part you didn't yeah, read properly, yeah, yeah. or you didn't see those. I must weird, have missed something. Weird, like zoomed in Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah, I I've think, been there for oh sure. God. WikiHow might be the lowest place to get help. Yes. 
Why do I you like this person? You might as well ask a stranger so on the yeah. streets. No, I, that's also why I brought it up because I've been there. I've been go- asking Google for answers that I know it can't give me. I look at. I sometimes look at Google as an oracle. Yes. Yeah, like, how are, we, how are we not supposed to? We, it's actually crazy. Is it people, not? People <laughs> climbed to the tops of mountains in ancient Roman and Greek times to find answers from an all-knowing being. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that with my phone. Of course, of course, I will. And I'm gonna ask it shit that it maybe he doesn't know the answer to, but I'm gonna see what what it has to offer. And you know that I'm hitting a wiki how. You know what? You know I've been in dark places. I've seen horrible things. I've looked at the devil, but the scariest shit I've ever seen was a wiki how. Wiki how to be single during the holidays, baby. A wiki how to be single during the holidays was really a dark place. Yeah. Now the holidays aren't easy for everyone, but they're really hard for wiki how people. Hundred percent. If you're, I'm, me being on wiki how is truly check on your friend moment. Yeah, it's tough. It's oh, <laughs> God. I wonder if that's relatable to people or if we're just sad boys. It's a hundred percent. You think so? I think, I, you think how many people have been on the wiki how to get over someone? I think people have been maybe not how to get over, but they've hit lows where they hit a wiki how. Yes. How to forgive your mom for doing blah blah. Okay. Yeah, I, to, I mean with regards to emotional stuff. Not yes. wiki how to change a light bulb. No. Uh, wiki how to insert my air conditioning unit. That's not that what we're talking. Have hit lows. Okay. Emotional wiki hows. I think I think that if people are really honest with themselves. Sometimes you are when you're just it's just you in that Google search bar. <laughs> I've asked it some strange things. <laughs> I for sure asked Google some strange things. Oh God, so 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 stressful. So anyways, anyways we're asking Google for answers. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm out here. Um, I used to when I was a kid, I used to ask the Magic Eight Ball. Now I ask Google. Yeah, that's more descriptive. Yeah, thank God. You're just looking for somebody, I think, that's experiencing what you're experiencing. You don't want to be alone. Exactly. You just want one person, and you'll get on a Reddit thread of deep down with two likes, and it'll be some long-ass story. And it's like, all right, I can't I'm not do, alone. I can't do Reddit. You can't? Nah. I don't get to Reddit via Reddit. Just so we all know. <laughs> I'm not just going into Reddit.com. But everyone posted Spotify Wrapped. You you post Reddit Wrapped. No, I'm not you on did Reddit. You Reddit Wrapped. What I, are you talking about? I'm not about? even. My only Reddit that I subscribe to is is, is what Pokemon. <laughs> but I don't even go on Reddit. I'll. Okay. I, but if you go to Google, you ask it some. I know some it's like specific thing. I'll get it via Google. And I always hate when it goes continue or, or get the app. Continue uh, always, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Continue I have to have always. I have the app because it really doesn't allow you. It's very yeah. annoying. Yeah, and you know what I do? I quit that. You quit that? Yeah. I type in stuff like how to keep living, and it'll say continue or download the app. Yeah. And I said, I guess I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna die. I'd rather die than download the fucking Reddit app. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather I'll type in stuff how to know if you have cancer. Yeah. And I'll go to the Reddit, and it'll say continue or download the app. And I'll hit continue and it won't work. And I go, fuck it. I have cancer. I'm just going down. Yeah. Don't, I feel I'm, you. I will. I would need the most important information. I won't download the Reddit app. Because <laughs> it's nerdy. Nerdy? Why did? Why do you not? Toxic. I think there's a. St- uh, oh, it's toxic? Yeah. Interesting. I think that's wild stuff on Reddit. Yeah, I don't know. It's an unknown land. My brother is four, five years younger than me. Four years younger than me. He's like comfortable reddit user i know people that are just like my, yeah they my use sister uses reddit yeah for uh for but i don't know why i have a negative stigma towards it because it's it's like 
It's like nerdy forums and a little toxic, like, uh, uh, incelly at moments. Yeah, okay. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, we are very excited to have our sponsors back with us, Sunset Lake CBD. Uh, you know them. You love them. They have so many great products over there. Uh, we are excited to be working with them again. Sunset Lake is a great brand. If you want to check out some CBD, they have so many great products from uh, – I just used some of the body lotion right before the right before the episode. And the whole room instantly smells like uh, – Mentholy, right? Yeah, it smells good. The lotion's nice. It's I, I literally as sometimes it, it's so powerful that beautiful smell. You gonna use some now? Yeah, nice. <laughs> I'm smelling. It. I almost thought you were gonna put it in your nose. No, uh, <laughs> it, it's no, like it's not. yeah. Oh, it's like that thing. Of, oh, if you smell your hand and you're a loser, you have some <laughs> on your nose, bro. Wipe your face. Um, um Sunset Lake uh, has so many great products. Check out. Uh, they have. Oils, they got lotions, they got uh, those good vibe gummies. If you're really looking to uh, chill, uh, they're um, really good, very very mild uh, for people that aren't experienced in um, partaking in extracurricular activities, uh, which I really enjoy. Also, if you use the promo code LOUD, L-O-U-D, LOUD, you get 20% off your entire purchase. Uh, so if you're looking for some sleep gummies if you're looking for some lotion some uh some rub for some sore muscles or just getting a little funky with those good vibes uh use the promo code loud at sunset lake cbd to get 20 percent off your entire purchase beautiful all right back to the show um so i've been uh googling about how to deal with being single around the holidays and what i didn't like about my findings was that most of the articles were, it's actually great to be single around the holidays and would list things that were like the most, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel to find the positives of being single during the holidays rather than just lean into the feeling that sometimes it stinks. There are points during the year that being single stinks. And you know what one day is? December 24th and December 25th. Yes. And uh, rather than like scraping the bottom of the barrel being like, that's one less gift you have to buy. That's one less love you get to experience. This is true. Like, I, 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 they're not even making good points. One point I read was, at least you don't need to kiss them after they drank too much and might have eaten stinky food. Yeah, nobody's. If you, if you, that is an extremely single person that wrote this article. Yes, because you gotta learn to love somebody if they eat a little bit of a stinky food. Have I'm, they never been in a relationship? Well, this they're scraping. No, what they're doing is they're scraping the bottom of the barrel to find the positive, rather than just be like, it's hard, and here's ways to make it less hard. Yes, which I. I hated that I just found article upon article of people lying to themselves and fighting their real feelings. Fight the, Stop fighting the feeling. Being single around the holiday sucks ass in a bad way. Okay. Your parents treat you like a child. You have one less person to love. You wake up, you go, am I an adult? Am I a baby? My parents are treating me like a little kid. I have no one to hug. All I want is a blowjob and then to get some fucking Christmas cookies. All I want to do is go, all I want to do is go down on you. Then go inside and eat some cheese and salami. Okay. All I want to do is give you a thoughtful gift and see you tear up because you know how much I mean to you. What I don't need is the lies the lies on the internet about how it's better to be single around the holidays. One of them was you don't have to compromise on Christmas music. That's wild. These yeah. are a bad example. I've uh, been 
happy to be single around the holidays in the past. So I there there are ways to I think I think it's more of what you're saying of like, all right, maybe not be the best, but there's ways to get through it and there's ways to love yourself and there's ways to get through it having a good time. But to not acknowledge is wild. And I am of someone who's been single for a long time. I love being single. And this is bad behavior. This is if if these people this is bad behavior. This, this is, is not good representation of single exactly. culture. We the people in relationships aren't saying this is actually why it's sexier to have a boyfriend this summer. Yes. We're not doing that. And also we know that it's we know that summer's hot. People are out about and they want to be flirty and, and they're dressed in less clothes and it's a flirty time. I'm about people being like this for Valentine's Day. Sure. Cuz being single on Valentine's Day is a different story. Yeah. Cause you're not off from work on Valentine's Day. You just day. don't get a holiday then. If you're single on Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day is not a real holiday. You could really avoid Valentine's Day. Yeah. But you cannot avoid the love of Christmas and the melancholy of love and past love and not having love and being alone and what is home. Yes. Right? Because I'm 34. What is home? That's a question I ask myself all the time. Yeah. You ever wake up and you just like have an immediate panic attack? About what? Where you are in the world. You're like, I'm just in this bed in Brooklyn. I yes. don't have any, like, I don't know what anything is. I was in my room the other day being like, what's different from me in my dorm room to now? Yeah. See, I know. I feel that sometimes. I too. take care of my rent now rather than my parents pay or like yeah. I, I apply for loans. But I think that's everyone. That's our parents just have a bigger house. I think everybody is just kind of like, no, what the fuck's going they on? They have a family. When I lived with the old person, I didn't. I felt like I was having a home. Okay. And to have that and then not have that, you feel the difference. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I want to be with that person. I'm not. I'm just saying that yeah, yeah. there's something beautiful about having like, oh, we're making a home together. That per it gives you more of a sense of purpose. Yes. Whereas me living, and you know I don't know where, if I'm going to live there in a year. You see what I mean? Like constantly never knowing if you're going to live where you are living in a year evokes some level of anxiety. A hundred Constantly. But and also, at, and not knowing who you'll live with. Yes. Not know. Like, yeah, I've least, had five roommates, like, rotate this year. At least, like, when you're with someone, at least it's like, we'll figure this out together. Yes. But, like, just to be like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't know. No, it's stability, I think, prevents this these anxiety and panic and, like, yeah, that feeling of, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So there is this idea around Christmas of, like, Reflecting on your life and where you are and what home is. Yes. And for me, I don't have an answer for home. New York City. That's bullshit, Robbie. What do you mean? New York City is not my home because New York City, if I went, if I was gone tomorrow, wouldn't care. That's not true. What? What do you mean? If New York City, New York City is a collection of people. There's a lot of people that would. Care. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's the answer isn't New York City. Then the answer has to be something it's more people. specific. Than people, that. the people. It's home. Christmas is about people. That's what I'm saying, and I'm like, as an, I'm trying to figure out what that means to me. Okay. What is Christmas? Because what is Christmas? I go. What is Christmas to me? I go home and I am the child. I'm here in my apartment and I am alone. Okay. I'm with friends and I am the fool. You're not just a fool. You like to be the fool. We cannot just pretend that you don't like to be the fool. I am the buffoon. You are more than just a fool. For sure. Of course, but I'm just saying this is what I'm feeling. 
Okay. So I go. So then I think about uh, during Christmas time. I really think about that. Okay. And it's just I'm because. So the song "I'll Be Home for Christmas." Okay. You're in your 30s, single. What are you thinking about? I'll be home for Christmas. I haven't really been listening to that much Christmas music, but I think about this. I think about my friends. Sayerville. No, I don't think about Sayerville. I think about New York. I live here. I don't. I sleep in my parents' house just on Christmas night. To me, now Christmas is the month of December. I see people throughout December. I mean, uh-huh. I see my family and I see my cousins and all that. That's just a. That's a much smaller facet of it than it used to be. I think that's last good. year. We did a lot of Christmas stuff. We did 12 Christmas things. It was exhausting. We did 12 episodes about Christmas. Go check it out. I think we did, it was a nice thing that we did. We're not doing it again because it was a lot of work. Uh, but we did so much Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. That was like manufactured kind of because we like wanted to go do events. But we also got to see people that we were close with and that we like to spend time with. And to me, that was what Christmas was more. Yeah. Of like I have those nice memories with people and it's like next year I would not we don't need to do the flashiness or if like we were to do something ever mm-hmm. or like what do I think back on of what I took away from that is oh yeah we had this funny moment with Kate at the diner yeah. me you and Steve smoking a joint under when it's pouring raining under a fucking yawn eating awning cookies. eating cookies that's kind of what you know what I mean those are things I remember yeah. more so Going to the bar and we had a bunch of our friends all met us and we watched our other friends stand up special. I think that like, I don't know. Those are the things I remember yeah. of like spending time with people and catching up with people that you love that you don't. It's hard to make time during the year. Yeah. And you have an excuse to see people that your chosen family. That is nice. Making the stuff with Alex. I think that for me, I. Um... And getting drunk and coming on do the pod and then going back and back like that. That's what I remember more. The party is... I love to throw a Christmas party. I think that f- for me... Okay. We're going to say this. Okay. But we can't We can't be stressed about what I'm about to say. Okay. Okay? I think for me, I have a hard time of feeling like I deserve love from external people outside my family sometimes. Okay. So I struggle more with that than you do. Okay. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's something to struggle with. <laughs> and that's something to work on. What am I supposed to say? I'm not supposed to freak out. That's no, something that's, to work on. That's something to work on. No, and I'm, that's something I'm aware of. Yes. Because I, I feel like, oh, I don't deserve X, Y, Z. You know? So that's that's my own issues. That is an issue. Because that's not, I know that's not anyone else. Yeah. And that's not the case. I, I, I'm, I, uh, the more, the older I get, the more I realize that. It's about me and not about someone else. That's good. Which is good because then it means you have more control over stuff. Yes. And usually it's about them, not about you. Yes. And you got to just show up and do the best version of yourself. And if you you look at the, the box score and you're like, I was all right here. I was doing this here. I was doing this. I, I All right. You, you check with your friends. You're like, did I do something wrong in this scenario? No, you're good. Then all right, must be on the other person. Yes. I think that you know what I mean, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. As long as you do the reflection, you can't just be like everybody else is crazy. You know what I mean? No, I know. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not saying that. No, you you don't do that at all. Um, but I think there's something beautiful that I saw in a Christmas movie the other day that okay. I left. Um, 
Santa, it was a, it was a horrible Christmas movie about kids going to the North Pole because they were on the naughty list, and so they were trying to res- steal their gifts from Santa. Fun, good premise. I don't hate it actually. I don't hate the premise either. The, uh, and the, the naughty kids, the naughty nine. I like that. And it's I didn't new. Hate, yeah, it's new. Okay. I, I I have a new rule. I watch new Christmas movies until December fifteenth. Then after December fifteenth, it's only the classics. Okay. Because I'm never gonna throw in a new Christmas movie close to the holidays. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm I never like gonna this. watch the Naughty Nine around the holidays. Yes. Right. So I'll watch the crap in the beginning of the month. I did the opposite, kind of. You did. In the COVID years, yeah, I, w- I burned through all the classics, and, and then, then I'm close to Christmas, looking at nine bit Christmas or whatever, eight bit Christmas, and you don't need that, and I don't want to even watch it. That's that's a December third movie. Yeah, that is a December third. Right. So I I think that's the way to do it. So. And in the movie, Santa says something beautiful. They're all on the naughty list again. It's uh, spoilers. And spoilers. Santa catches Spoiler up. alert. <laughs> Please fast forward. Can we just say <laughs> every Christmas movie, there needs to be no spoilers. Yes. Right? What's, what's always the end of the Christmas movie? They find the meaning of Christmas. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's every it. freaking time. And so Santa says this beautiful thing that he goes, um, he goes, yes, you're on the naughty list. But tomorrow you could try to be on the nice list. Okay. And the next day you could try to be on the nice list. Every day is a new chance. That is a great to message. Try to be on the nice list, especially for a child. I was like, this is a great movie for like twelve-year-olds. Yes. This is a great like for not even kids that believe in Santa, but for kids that are like, oh, every day is a new opportunity for me to try. Yes. I was like, fuck yes. I love that too. So Santa was spitting. He was oh. Tremendous, and I think that that's a beautiful message, and so I agree. I think that that's um, everyday trying is good. Yeah, and the holidays are sometimes hard, you know. Yes, and I think that I needed to hear that. I think that is good. That every day is a new chance to try. Yeah, because every day I fight myself a little bit, you know. Absolutely. And so every day is a new chance for me to try. Every day is a new chance to try. And it was one of those beautiful Christmas moments where I felt excited. That is good. Yeah. Did you I wait? Think, did you feel motivated to try? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's, I felt, it's working. I think that that is something I. So there's all this like, I think that the an overwhelming feeling of Christmas is melancholiness, right? Sure. Yeah. Especially as you get older. Yes. And I remember as a child's being terrified of when that would happen. Oh, you knew it was going to come. You heard the music, you know. As a child, I didn't get it. I was like, "Well, I can't imagine Christmas not being so happy." As as a child, I could see it in my parents' eyes as they sang, "Have yourself a merry little Christmas." Okay. Ooh, I said the pain's coming. <laughs> I don't do your you think your parents have a lot of pain around Christmas? No, the people they lost not having like yeah. like my mom doesn't have her sister or her brother. My dad uh, my dad's parent all my their parents are dead, you know? Like yeah. Like the uh, their friends that they've lost, their children growing up, not becoming the ideal versions that they wanted, not becoming an That's astronaut, but instead becoming a professional talker of squirting. <laughs> Your parents are proud of you. No, I know, I know. I know. I'm just saying that there is nostalgia of yes. y- yesteryear. Even as For an sure. adult, you feel of course. it, right? Yes, 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 yes. And um, I remember as a child being like, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. And it came. That feeling of nostalgia came, and I still think I don't know how to sit in it. And this Christmas, I want to learn how to sit in 
like the melancholiness. Yeah. One year I went home and I, I refused to sleep at my parents on Christmas Eve. My dad's like, Sebastian needs us. Let him go back to Brooklyn. Uh, and I went back to Brooklyn. That's how you know it's bad when your dad's like, he can't sleep at home. Let him go home. Yeah. And I sat there and drank about three glasses of vodka. Not glasses, but like, you know, like little, like some ice and a little vodka. No chase, no nothing. Just swirling her around. And I put, put like some music on. I just sat on the couch and cried. And that was the closest I've ever been to allowing myself to feel the melancholiness of Christmas. I think that was probably good. It probably was. Yeah. And it was the one year I didn't allow myself to sleep at home. Yeah. And I just sat with my feelings. Yeah. I mean, it, it's good to process. So that's why I'm like, for Christmas, I am giving to my parents like this joy and innocence but I want to make sure I carve out time where I get to feel those feelings too. Yeah. So I think it's beautiful what you're saying that all of December is Christmas. That's how I, I need it. Cause I went to a thing where I was like, I don't even want to go to Christmas. Me and my parents weren't always on the best of terms. Yeah. I did the same. I've done the same exact thing every year for Christmas and Christmas Eve and Christmas my entire life. Okay. Um, and it was like, I wasn't even looking forward to seeing my family at certain times. Uh-huh. Which is what it is. Yeah. And that was like a weird feeling because I was like, oh, this used to be the best day of the year. I'm so happy, whatever. But you needed, then I needed to create my own memories. And then now I have my own memories. I have memories of Brooklyn. Every year in Brooklyn, I've had people over. Yeah. We've done a party here. I mean, last year we did a bunch of stuff, but it's like I know now every single commercial thing that happens in new york city so around the holidays commercial thing in new york yeah city. and i made like but the people that we did them with i feel like more connected to um i, I and i go ahead yeah i used to do a show the first time i ever did a show that was like me doing an improv show like i want all my friends to see what i've been working on for the last few years nice. was december 21st and we nice. all went out after and i'm like all right i like to do certain things where i bring people together and catch up with people. I saw my old boss from J.P. Morgan that I haven't seen in five years around the holidays. That's I'm nice. like, yeah, we should go do something around the holidays. Um, um, that is nice to be like, oh, I want to see these people. Yeah. I'm, I, I think that's important. I think this is a, what I'm trying to like process through is allowing myself to show up for my parents with the joy and be that fucking annoying that. The child, they want to treat me like a child. I rather than fight it, I'll just allow it to happen for them. You, you know, will, you will for the, you too. I think you like it. I like it in some ways. Yeah, right. Um, but also I need to make sure I'm carving out that like adult Christmas for me, which is good. Which is like processing some. And it's some okay stuff. to be sad sometimes. And sometimes you're at a bar and there's Christmas lights and you're like, ah, I'm thinking about stuff. Yeah. And I'm a little sad, but hey, I'm in the Christmas spirit and I'm like, all right. Nothing ever changes without sadness or without uh, being upset. Yeah. So sadness isn't a bad thing. No. It's also okay to process whatever you're going through. You can't sell, spell sadness without Santa. Yes, you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Sadness. Sadness. <laughs> you could do. I need to sat. Uh, he sat in the sadness. He sat in the sadness. Um, but that's something as because I'm clearly googling. Yeah, I mean you don't need a partner to experience love. You don't. It's not just family and a partner. Yeah, I know. 
This is other people. Is, there's other types of love. A hundred percent. And coming together. Also, like you have a lot of other friends that are in the same boat. No, I know. So that's what's also kind of nice. No, I know. I and other a, people that are processing other, it. Your chosen friends of like, oh yeah, we're all kind of struggling. We're all coming together. This is the holidays for us. And it'll be nice. Yeah, I think so. It'll be good. Yeah. Thank you. I think that. Uh, I know that the Christmas episode, like, we're talking Christmas stuff, and it went from silly to, like, talk about how happy we are. Oh, I want to talk Christmas cookies. I want to – there was stuff I want to talk about. But you know what? Just like Christmas, the under the underlying feeling sometimes is that melancholy sadness that we need to speak to, right? Yeah, well, um, we'll, we'll talk about Christmas, I'm sure, next week. And accepting accepting where you are in life and still being able to celebrate stuff yeah. is a great lesson that I'm trying to learn. Yes, that is good. Beautiful. I think this is a Christmas podcast. Overall? Overall. <laughs> throughout we're a Christmas year. podcast. You can, oh, Throughout the year, we're a Christmas podcast? No, we just are a Christmas podcast. We sell, we do Christmas every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year, we do three to four episodes on Christmas. Last year, we did 14. All right. Beautiful. So we're. I would we're, say we're a Christmas podcast. I thought that you meant like in September. In the Christmas we're, we're movie. Still, we no, still. no. But we talk <laughs> about it all throughout the year in some ways. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It gets brought up a lot. Um, we have hats. We're selling hats. Loud about nothing. If you want to give it to someone, if you want to treat yourself to a Christmas present, uh, we send them with a handwritten letter out of the studio here. We have a bunch. We want to keep selling these, uh, hats. It's a good way to support the podcast. All right. We're going to go over the Patreon and we're going to be hanging out over there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, cool. We'll talk, uh, about Robbie had a Christmas party. We'll talk about some of those details around that. Uh, I have some, uh, some more fun goss to share and we'll see if Robbie has a fun story for us or not. Uh, who knows? Uh, beautiful. All right, Robbie hit the music. Hello.